The reading can be followed on page 209, the New Testament part of the Bible. The whole armour of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armour of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armour of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I'm going to, um, we're going to think this morning about what does it mean to stand as a soldier of Jesus Christ. And so Damien is going to help me this morning. And you might notice that there's this blue tarpaulin here. And so Damien and I are going to stand here. And we're going to give any of you the opportunity to fire a water pistol at us. This is, your, this is your opportunity. For some of you, you've been waiting eight and a half years for this. So, Damien, come and join me. But you, it's, it's, it's me and him. So, basically, we're just going to stand here. So, whoever wants a water pistol, there's some water pistols down there. I'm sure Emily and Peter will help you fill up the water pistols. There's no age limit on this. You've got, you've got to all get ready first, right? So no one can fire until we're all ready, basically. But you can, you can feel free. I'm very pleased that there's no adults wanting to squirt water pistols. Um, if only they knew what was coming next. <laughs> no, you can't squirt until everybody's ready. There's a micro. Yeah, that's very good. That's why I've not got my other microphone on. Right. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you can give it. There's a super soaker there as well. Um, no, 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 I'm not ready yet. Basically, we've got to be ready, basically. Okay. Anyone else want to go? There's a bucket there. No one? Right, okay. Right, are you ready? Right, hold on. You ready? You ready? Right, okay. No, that one's mine, Peter. I'm so pleased you're ready. Damien, I haven't told you this either. You see, I've come prepared. You see, don't let it be said that I never put this on at 10 o'clock. Now I can be one of those people in the Matrix, can't I? And of course, you're all wondering what makes. Oh no, no, not ready yet. Not ready yet. Because it talks in the Bible about putting on. Rosemary, what did it say before the word armour? Can you remember? Whole armour of God. I'm not ready yet. Oh, no. <laughs> See, I've been to Niagara Falls. <laughs> and you keeping this would come in useful one day. I'm still not ready yet. <laughs> Yeah, you've got a shield. We think of the shield of faith. 
Yeah? And we've got a belt there. We're going to think about the belt of truth. Helen, is there a tea towel? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, thank you. No, I'm just worried about my glasses. I can't see you. I just want to know when you're falling asleep. Yeah? And then it talks about the equipment of the, of the gospel of peace. You can put that on there. And then we've got this bit. What's this bit, Harry? Yeah, don't worry about that. What about this? Sword. Sword. It's called the sword of the spirit. And we're going to think. You're going to go off and go and enjoy some of those things now, thinking about them a bit more. And we're going to think a bit more about each of these pieces of armour. Why don't we say a big thank you to, to Damien because... Where's my microphone gone? So, Emily and Peter, we've got some activities now for the, for the primary school age children. We've got some things to get ready for your dads and, and that sort of thing and the men in the church. So if you want to, while we show this, oh, I haven't done that yet. Go back to, go back to the picture. Harry, question for you. Can we go back to the slide, Julie? Who do you think that is? You don't know. Have a guess. Who do you think it is? If you could, it's someone in here. Uh, very, very old. It's taken from the 1970s. Yeah, it's a person, and it's a person in here. So very close to you, and it's not your dad. So who do you think it might be? No, very close to you. Like next to you now. Who do you think it is? It's me. Can you believe that I once looked like them? You know how old I was then? 1977. I was seven years old, basically. Yeah. That's what you do when the Queen comes, isn't it? You get dressed up, so yeah. We're going we're gonna to watch a, a film clip now, so if the children want to go off with Emily and Peter and we're going to go over there, you can do that while we watch this film clip now. bit wet up here. The, uh, I, I was just noticing, I, and I've got all my notes here, and I suddenly realised they're all decimated by, by wet. And then, and then I've got my, my precious Bible here. When, when I got ordained, and it's drenched. So, and then the church Bible. Well, fortunately, they're all about to get a cover, and this is the prototype, so it's worked, basically. But um, yeah, so let us pray. So, Father, as we think a bit more now about the armor of God, would you speak to each one of us, we pray, 
in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, in the Bible, we're often given pictures, pictures from the military world to describe what it means to live as a Christian today. One of those references is in 2 Timothy, where it says, live as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And of course, Rosemary read perhaps the most famous reading in the Bible of what it means to live as a soldier of Jesus Christ. And he uses military images to describe what it means and how we can put on the armor of God. And the reason we do that is because of this. As Christians, we don't live in a playground. We live in a battleground. And so this is a quote. I've put it on your handout for you this morning. You can, you can see it. It's, it's from C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis wrote this in Mere Christianity just after the Second World War, but he actually spoke these words during the Second World War, and he said this, enemy-occupied territory, that is what the world is. Christianity is the story of how the rightful king has landed. You might say landed in disguise and is calling us to take part in a great campaign of sabotage. When you go to church, you are really listening to the secret wireless. For those under 20 years old, wireless had a different meaning then from our friends. This is why the enemy is so anxious to prevent us from going. He does it by playing to our conceit and laziness and intellectual snobbery. You see, we live in an enemy-occupied world. That's what we read in many ways, don't we, if we read Ephesians 6. And we read, therefore, that we will face an enemy. That enemy is the devil who will use all kinds of tricks, all kinds of sort of like inventions, all kinds of different ways, whatever he wants, whether it's tactics from this world or we read from the heavenly world to try to stop us from being a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And so because of that, we read, don't we, that it will be a struggle. It will be a struggle. But what we're given is this image four times. We hear the word stand, that a good soldier of Jesus Christ stands, or the word used is withstands, or stand against, or stand therefore. In other words, it's an image that we have to learn to resist. We have to learn to fight. We have to learn that when we're under pressure, not to concede ground. That's the image and the idea. And that clip, the reason why we showed you that clip was one of the reasons why the Roman Empire conquered the then known world was the ability of a Roman soldier to stand. And what, the way in which they often did that was they used this formation, you heard it mentioned up there, called testudo, where they put their shields in front of each other and then on the top as well to protect themselves. And they would often douse those shields as well in, in water. And that image is the image that Paul has in mind when he writes those words. And that image is exactly what would have come to the first century Christians. And so bearing in mind we now live kind of 21 centuries later, what does it mean to stand 
as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And so this morning, I'm just going to introduce you to three themes that we're going to be exploring more in detail next week. Here's the first way that we stand. The first way we stand is by looking up. There's a verse in Ephesians, in chapter 2 and verse 6, that talks about how we should see ourselves as Christians because of Jesus' death on the cross. And how through his death on the cross, he raises us to be with him. And that although we live on this earth, we sit in the heavenly places. You know, I put this image there deliberately. This image from the D-Day landings. Because 10 days ago, we commemorated the 75th anniversary of them. And it got me thinking, because I wasn't around 75 years ago. And I was thinking, why are we commemorating it? Why are we, why are we commemorating? Because it, it wasn't the end of the war. And tens of thousands of soldiers and people died from D-Day to the end of the war of VE Day. So why are we commemorating? We're commemorating because this was seen as the decisive battle in the Second World War, that after that battle was won, there was only ever going to be one victor. Here's the point. When we think of D-Day, think of the Easter story, think of Jesus' death and his resurrection, and all that that accomplished in defeating sin and death. And from that time on, there was only ever going to be one victor. And that is Jesus against the enemy. But think of VE Day as when Jesus returns. And so everywhere in between is the now and then when we are called to stand and to resist. And we stand and we resist from looking up, from recognizing where we are. That's quite important. The reason it's quite important is this. We resist and we fight and we stand from victory, not for victory. It's not about trying to claim any new ground for Jesus because really what those words are actually saying is Jesus has already claimed the ground. And you stand and you hold on to that. And that's really important if we're going to learn to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's the first thing is we look up. The second way that we stand is by, if you like, putting on. Or if you like, we could change that in today's language like suit up. You know, we put on the whole armor of God. This is, this is something that was why we used the illustration here. You may have thought it was just a bit of fun. But actually, there was a point behind it. Here's the point. You can only stand having put on the armor. If you, look at the, if you look at the Greek rather than the English there, it says, stand having put on. That you're far more effective if you stand, if you put on everything, if you put on your helmet of salvation, if you've got hold of the sword of the Spirit, because it's not meant to be in a sheath. It's meant to be out, ready, and that's how we fight each time. And so we think of each of those images, belt of truth, 
We think of breastplate of righteousness. We think of the equipment of the gospel of peace. We think of the helmet of salvation. We think of the shield of faith. We think of the, the sword of the spirit. And, and I've been putting on the armor of God for, for, for 30 years now, over 30 years. And I find it so effective as, as, as a Christian. And I believe that we should put it on every day. And the reason I believe we should put it on every day is because we, we're in a fight every day and we're called to, to stand every day. And, and the way I think about that is, that is that the devil will use all sorts of tactics to stop me from praying. He'll use all sorts of tactics to stop me from reading the Bible every day. He'll use all sorts of tactics to stop me from being the person that Jesus wants me to be every day. And I don't think it's unique to me, which is why we need to put on the armor of God each day. Now, next week, what we'll do is we'll look through each of the pieces of armor in more detail and what they represent. But I want to show you now, rather than through me, we're going to watch a a clip before we sing our next song of someone putting on the armor of God and what what that means. So let's watch that clip now. I do this, I do this almost subconsciously. I, well, in fact, it all starts in the shower. I'm in the shower, and the shower's like this, and I love the shower in the hotel because it's one of those, you know, one at the top, and it's like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, Jesus. I'm like that. Killy's like, occasionally she opens the door, are you all right? Are you all right? And I'm like, oh, Lord, Lord, spirit, spirit, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm just letting it. I say, yeah, yeah, in the shower, in the shower, in the shower. And I get up, I get out, get all dry. And then when I get dressed, I'm like this. I go, I put the belt on and go, yeah, yeah, belt of truth. <laughs> and then I put the helmet of salvation on. Ooh. Ooh. Do you know, there's so many people who are dissecting the helmet of salvation and they're dissecting it. Ah, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? And while they're dissecting it, the devil gets in their heads. <laughs> put, put it on. Breastplate of righteousness, put it on. Good news of peace, yeah, yeah, put them on. Yeah, shield of faith, shield of faith, the sword of the word. I tell you, when you put and you've done that, you're like, come on. (laughs) When David saw Goliath, there were two possible reactions. The first reaction was, he's really big. Oh no, I'm going to run away. The second reaction, he's really big. How can I miss?
Please be seated. In a moment, we're, we're, we're going to pray. But the, the third way in which we learn to stand as a Christian is after we've kind of looked up, after we've put on, it's the third way that we do it is by praying in. We read in Ephesians 6, pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer. And if you were here last week for Pentecost, you'll remember how we talked about praying in the Spirit. It's about being filled with the Spirit. It's about praying with divine help. It's about praying in such a way that when we pray, we're praying the very words of Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit is, is, is leading our prayers. Jesus talked about that so much when he was under attack in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said to, to the disciples that I will send an advocate, the Holy Spirit, who will come, who will help you to pray, and that when you pray in my name, you can ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done. And so it's really important to be able all the time that we pray in the Spirit and not in the flesh. You see, to put on the armor of God each day, we're praying in the Spirit. The strength of the armor comes from praying in the Spirit. If you remember what those words that we heard, to be able to persevere in prayer when we find it difficult, to be able to keep going, is to pray in the Spirit. To pray in the Spirit is to proclaim when we think of the people who we're praying for to come to know Jesus and to be given to those opportunities to witness. That is all praying in the Spirit for boldness and to pray in the Spirit for other Christians that they would be able to resist and to stand is also what it means to, to pray in the Spirit. And so for our prayer time, what we're going to do is on the back of your handouts, you'll find a prayer which is, which is also, also on the screen. So I wanted to try and get really practical with you this morning so that you if, you've, if you've never thought about praying the armor of God, maybe you might have a way in which you pray it on every day. And that's great if you do st- stick with that, if that works. But this is something that you can take home and use every day because we're attacked every day. Basically, if you read your Bible every day, if you pray every day, if you live the life that Jesus wants you to live every day, then you don't need to put the armor of God on. And let me know your secret. Basically, really do. This is why we need to put on the the armor of God. And so what we're going to do is we're going to stand together and we're going to say this prayer together over ourselves. So why don't, we, why don't we stand together? And you'll see on the, on the second line, kind of change the word, kind of like to son, to daughter, which, whichever, and we'll go from there. So let us pray. We say it together. Heavenly Father, I come to you today as your beloved son. I worship you and I give you praise. You are worthy to receive all the glory and honor and praise. Today, I renew my allegiance to you, Jesus, my Savior, my friend, my Lord and my King. I thank you for saving me and for the forgiveness of sins through the victory of the cross and the resurrection. Thank you that you have triumphed over all principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. I stand in that victory today, 
believing that no weapon formed against me can prosper. I put on the armor of God today. I put on the belt of truth. I believe you are the truth, Jesus. Your words are true, and I am in you. I put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. By faith I stand, firm-footed in your Calvary love that forgives my sins. And I walk forward today in confidence to show the good news with others. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. Protect my heart. I am a new creation, and I have received the righteousness of Christ. I choose to die to self again today and display your righteousness through my words and actions. I put on the helmet of salvation. Renew my mind afresh today. I declare my mind set apart for you, and therefore I reject the insinuations, the accusations and lies of Satan. You have not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I lift up the shield of faith to resist all against all the fiery darts of the enemy. Deliver me from evil and work in my life that there be no ground to give Satan a foothold against me. I take up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and in the victory of Jesus, I advance today, knowing that the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds, to the casting down of imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and to bring every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. I break the strongholds of Satan formed against my body, soul, and spirit today, and choose to make godly decisions by the grace of God. I rejoice in you today, Jesus. May your joy be my strength, as your grace and follow my, follow my life. Jesus, you are my vision. Amen. You see, when we pray that prayer, we're thinking next week about what it means to pray with authority. We'll be thinking a bit more about principalities and powers and some of the other stuff that's mentioned in that passage. Now the important thing. Fold the piece of paper. Put it in your pocket. Or put it in your bag, basically, or, or whatever, and, and take it with you and... And, and use it because it makes a difference. If you've, some of you, I know, the armor of God on every year, and they've been, you've been putting it on more years than I've been alive. And you know how effective that is. And obviously you can, you can amend it, you can change it. That's one way that you, you put on the armor of God. And we, we heard, and we're just going to pray now, if you, if you look down to the, to the high altar there, you'll see the star. For those who are visiting us this morning, the star has has names on from a couple of weeks ago that we're praying for, up to five names of people who we know.